Hi everyone, and welcome back for another Toasted Tale with me, Jim. I'm really happy you've decided to join me today around the fireside. If, like me, you enjoy hearing stories, then you've come to the right place. I think there are interesting tales in every subject, just waiting to be found and shared. In this podcast, we're going to take a random subject and use it as a seed to do some research. And in that time, I'll do my best to find a story within that hopefully I and you can find enjoyable. So let's bring in the subject randomizer, give it a spin, and find out what today's topic will be. Okay, so today it's landed on the film Shivers. Now just for clarity, I am not an expert on the film Shivers, and I actually haven't seen it. I'm just a guy who likes taking a random subject, researching the hell out of it, and learning a thing or two along the way. So as not to keep you all waiting around, I know your time is very valuable. I've already completed my research, and I am very excited to share with you today what I found. So, let's get to it. Firstly, I have a question for you. Have you ever wanted to make a film? If you've ever enjoyed a good movie, then you may have entertained the thought about how nice it would be to take one of your precious ideas you have for a picture and making it into a Hollywood blockbuster. You know, get yourself some leading actors, put a few explosions in there, Make sure you smash the emotional bits, which will make all the viewers tear up. Perfect. There is a large and often overlooked issue, though, when it comes to making big-budget films. That being... the budget. This was what David Cronenberg was facing in the early 1970s, after he had already completed his first two experimental short films, the 1969 Stereo, and 1970's Crimes of the Future. He was understandably ready to boost his profile further and start turning heads of those in the industry by showing that he is able to complete a more commercially profitable project. Therein lies the problem, though. Making films can be very expensive, and if you don't keep track of your purse strings, things can easily get out of control. Many a good potential film has become derailed because the idea of staying within the budget is almost like speaking another language for some directors and producers. The only option for an aspiring filmmaker, therefore, is to try and make an impactful film on a shoestring budget, so there is less money to try and recoup at the end of the entire process and also gives out a great message, signalling to all potential investors of your ability as a director to make a product of high quality that will also become profitable. There are many types of films that someone who was trying to do this could make, but one of the more popular ones is to make a low-budget exploitation movie. Now. We are all susceptible to being drawn into sensationalist headlines, and links that we may view on the internet. Ones that scream for our attention by playing on our individual, 
cultural or societal anxieties or emotions. Even though we may feel like this is a modern phenomenon born out of the internet, movie directors and producers have known about the effects this can have for years. There is in fact an entire genre of films called exploitation films, which rely on a similar tactic to get people to flood into the cinemas. Now, they're often cheaply made, and the film often centres around cultural issues that are hot topics at the time. The director then leverages these topics and the high emotion that surrounds them, makes a movie about it, and gives it to audiences to lap up. Examples include films that deal with drug use, nudity, striptease, sexual deviance, rebellious youths or gangs, violence in society, xenophobia, and fear of terrorism or alien invasions. Cronenberg was no different, and he looked into what ideas were floating on the currents in society at the time. The style many of his later movies, including Shivers, dealt with was the physical and psychological concerns about the advances in technology gone sideways. This is where technology that science is producing on the cutting edge turns against humanity. This often manifests in visceral, terrifying, and sometimes extremely icky scenes, showing characters going through these scientifically engineered body transformations and advancements. And whilst it is terrifying, he always adds in a twist where these individuals who are going through these horrific changes strangely sometimes embrace the difference and become liberated of their previous constraints. For example, in one of David Cronenberg's later films, The Fly, the film deals with teleportation. A scientist develops this teleportation device. When, unfortunately, one of his experiments goes wrong, however, and a fly gets mixed into the machine, causing the main character to start to change into a human-fly hybrid. On one hand, it's horrifying what's happening to this character, but on the other hand, the character himself insists that the teleportation process is beneficial, and that he's grown more powerful with additional superhuman strength and speed. It's a weird dichotomy of negatives on one side, but on the other, the character actually liking the change. So what of Shivers, then? Well, it cost 179,000 Canadian dollars to make, and deals in sex, violence, science's impact on humanity, and what our purpose is as humans anyway. I don't want to give away any spoilers for the film, as it is probably something you should experience for yourself. As a summary, however, so you can understand why this film had such an impact it ended up having, it's set in a suburban high-rise apartment building, where a scientifically designed parasite has been accidentally released and is turning those infected into mindless, sex-crazed degenerates. These parasites then get transmitted to other people in the building 
at the slightest touch. So, as you can imagine, it spreads rapidly. This, of course, comes into conflict with those who don't want to be infected. And so ensues classic B-movie horror fun. If that, indeed, like when I read it, sounds like a bit of a weird premise for a film, then I understand why you would feel that way. But I would recommend giving it a watch yourself, so you're able to form your own opinion. I mean, the film was very successful. In the box office in Canada, it earned one million Canadian dollars. That's a pretty healthy return on investment right there. Its success wasn't always guaranteed, however. It was only after conservative writer Robert Fulford took to his magazine Saturday Night to harshly criticise the film. Quote, Shivers is a disgrace to everyone posted with it, including the taxpayers. End quote. That's pretty damning stuff. He continues, quote, It's as if the Canada Council, which is the Film Council of Canada who helps fund projects like this, wildly casting for a way to get Canadian writers working, were to invest in a sadistic pornography, end quote. The controversy that was whipped up by this backlash, and how some people in Canada were shocked that taxpayer dollars were contributed to the budget through the funding from the Canada Council. The film was eventually brought before the Canadian Parliament, of all things, to be debated about alongside other risque films that had been released recently. Conservative Canadians feared their money was being used for smut, and artists and filmmakers feared the government would dismantle the systems created to build our industry and muzzle more provocative pieces. One of the big arguments that swung in the favour of Shivers was that it made millions of dollars, and was one of the only financially successful Canadian Film Development Corporation features at the time. For when it was released, it was still quite an extreme film though, and had plenty of people ready to negatively review it, and admonish the movie for its crude use of emotive content. It was, however, one of the highest-grossing English-language Canadian films of all time. And you don't become that without a lot of people seeing your film. One has to wonder as well whether the phrase all publicity is good publicity has played a part here, and whether a bunch of conservative commentators getting the parliament of your nation to discuss something that they deem to be too shocking for the general public, and whether that would deter or encourage those audiences they hope to protect from going out and experiencing the film for themselves. The attention David Cronenberg got from Shivers earned him trouble finding investment for future films from certain bases, but also established him as a household name. He went on to make many more movies, becoming one of the principal originators of what is now commonly known as the body horror genre. He continued to split audiences' opinions throughout his career, but was still able to become one of Canada's most famous filmmakers. It's interesting. I've worked in a previous life, many years ago, on some 
first time feature films for like some young directors and producers and it is really interesting and a great experience working on that sort of film when it's like a first production there is this excitement and there's probably this sort of excitement on all film sets but when it's the first big one there's that feeling of what if and let's see what we can make here you know what is the talent that is contained within this team and these people leading this ship into the ocean what will be created and while I was doing the research for this it reminded me of that feeling being part of a team producing something incredible and also the freedom that comes when you are the new kid on the block you can be a bit more creative you can push the envelope there aren't so many rules when there aren't big stakeholders behind kind of holding the checkbook hostage maybe oh we don't want it to be too risky we want it to be available to a wider audience as possible and for shame over a decade ago when i was at college and i was studying film studies i remember the term exploitation cinema being banded about and it was only when doing the research for this podcast and getting the script together and recording it, where I actually finally understood what that meant. How tapping into the fears, anxieties, hot-button topics of the time, exploiting people's high emotions, was a really good way of getting people to watch your film. It's like today, when you've got all these sensationalist headlines and the news keeping you afraid by always having the next big scary thing around the corner. I've mostly seen that in my life on the internet, but film directors were doing this decades ago. I want to really thank you for spending your time with me today around the fireside. I personally really enjoyed learning a bit more about the film Shivers, and I hope you did too. If you did enjoy listening to this podcast, then I release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. The best way to be reminded when a new episode is released is by following me on Twitter. My handle is at podcasttale, and it's there where I release all new episodes and also tweet about anything that I find interesting. So please follow me at Podcast Tale for more. The Toasted Tale podcast is a small but growing project of mine. Liking, sharing and rating the show on whichever platform you devour your podcasts helps me immensely to getting the Toasted Tale out to more people. Please consider doing these to support the show. For everyone who's listened, I hope you all have a lovely rest of day. And I will speak to you again soon for another toasted tale around the fireside.